Welcome to another exciting episode of the A Dosage of Lindsay podcast. I am your host, Lindsay May. Welcome back, everyone. You know what day it is. It's Wednesday. Yes, we made it to our last Wellness Wednesday of the year. Last week at A Dosage of Lindsay, we started off recapping 2021. As we continue to navigate part two of our collection this week, we continue with our theme, Come Through 2022. Let's get into it as we pick back up with our question number two. The second question is, what's a song that describes this year? So think about that. If you were to think about any song, there are many hits that are out there to date, but what's a song that describes this year? For me, a song that describes this year is, I don't know if you listen to Kirk Franklin, but he has this song by the title of Hello Fear. It's a powerful, it's a powerful song. Um, I stumbled upon this song maybe a couple, maybe a weeks ago. I was just like listening to his station on, I think it was Pan- Pandora. I think I was listening to it on Spotify. But I think it's just an open letter to the fears that have crippled him as an artist, maybe within his life and... It's so poetic. It's a song that I've played many mornings where I've had to wake up and prepare myself to get into my own arenas. And these are spaces that sometimes I become afraid of because I don't know what the outcome will yield. Um, There are spaces where sometimes I'm afraid of the woman that I'm becoming because, man, like, man, like, I don't know, like, you know, if I'm ready to take on these new roles and responsibilities, I don't know if I'm equipped enough. I ask these questions. Do, you know, I have what it takes? And some of us explore those questions within ourselves. But just an excerpt from what Kirk Franklin was saying. He says, hello, fear. Before you sit down, there's something I need to explain. Since you're here, I think I should tell you since we last talked, things have changed. See, I'm tired of being brokenhearted. So I made a list and you're on it. All my hopes and my dreams you took from me, I want those back before you leave. And if I can articulate this year, there have been a lot of, Things that I were I was afraid of that I've had to overcome. You know, there are things that I told myself, if you keep letting this one thing cripple you, you won't ever get your business off the ground. You won't ever take that next step and grow into this person that you hope to become and evolve into. Um, if you don't just quiet that little noise within your head, then you won't begin to believe that you are capable to walk into some blessings that you're manifesting and that you're forecasting for the days, the months, and years to come. 
So I love that song because it speaks to those moments when I am afraid that I can lean into courage. I can lean into this idea that I'm enough. I can be my authentic self and embrace wholehearted living. That's why I have to overcome this fear because, man, like if I was afraid, then I wouldn't put out my podcast and I wouldn't step into some podiums and to speak truth to power. And I wouldn't be able to use my voice to help people who can't advocate for themselves or to write journals or to write articles that inspire young girls, young black girls to live wild dreams, dreams that would make their ancestors just celebrate. Like I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. And I don't want my fears to keep me from achieving the dreams that my forefathers, they traveled seas to come into these United States of America to live the American dream. And some of them passed away without living their dreams to the fullness. And today I take up that mantle to say, I want to walk in faith and not in fear. Question number three. All right, I got to move. I don't want to keep you all here too long, but I'm going to let this thing keep moving. It says, what was the most shocking headline of the year? Hmm. There's a lot of headlines that are shocking to me. I can start from January to present. Um, but the most shocking headline for me was learning about a glacier the size of Florida that is melting. And this glacier, if it just melts and if it falls away from maybe this, you know, other glaciers, they said that we can increase in unprecedented, like, sea level rising. And I don't know about you, but that's alarming to me, considering I live in South Florida, and we already have issues with king tides down here. We have issues with when it rains, a puddle can turn into a quick flood, flash flooding that happens in the Brickle and Miami Beach areas. We have a lot of canals. So that really brought a question mark like, man, what are we doing to help with this issue? Like, what, what can I do? to help, you know, like offset sea level rising in a local way. Like, I know that there's some things that we have to do as a collective like nation, but it's like, what can I do to help do my part? So that was a, a, a shocking headline of the year for me. Um, I'm pretty sure I can go into some more, but for the most part recently, that's one that really kind of captivated my attention to help me to think about how I can be a steward of of my environment and to develop this consciousness of like climate, like a climate consciousness to maybe eat less plastics. But then when you think about paper, I was listening to NPR and they said that sometimes paper takes much more energy and more materials to create. 
So we find ourselves in a conundrum, but thinking of safer ways to engage with like the climate and to develop this consciousness of how to be more eco-friendly. That's what I say. Pressing on, another question is, what are seven items you would put into a COVID time capsule? That's a great question. Thank you for asking that. So seven items that I would put into a COVID time capsule, I would put my old cell phone and I would like maybe tape on it a Zoom ID and a Zoom password. Um, I would put a mask. I would put hand sanitizer. I don't even know if the hand sanitizer would even stay because I know it has a shelf life. I would put a bottle of water. I would put gloves. Hmm, that's five. Two more items. Two more items. I would put a cough drop. I don't know. I think a cough drop will be appropriate. And... Hmm... I don't know. That one stumped me. What's the last one? I would probably put maybe an old pair of headphones or micro, not microwave, but microphone. That's what I'm trying to say. I will put maybe an old pair of microphones, a microphone or headphones, just as it will help me to remember, like, I relied upon these things so heavily, you know, mask. We, it goes without saying, maybe a COVID test. Yeah, maybe a COVID report, like an old test report that showed negative PCR. It's just going to highlight like a lived experience of what I've had to endure during this time. And I can't wait to look back at it maybe 12 years from now. Hopefully we've been past that to just reflect on like, everything that we've overcome collectively and what these things mean to me and how they become a treasure to me. Another question that someone asked, what are your most, or what are you most proud of this year? So one thing that I'm most proud of this year, and I thank you for asking that question, I'm proud of relaunching my podcast. So this podcast has been a source of encouragement. It's helped me to have some meaningful conversations with my friends and people that I believe that are doing some meaningful things and works within their communities. Um, it's an opportunity for me to connect with just a bigger audience outside of my sphere of influence so my viewership, I don't know if I've told you all this, or my listenership, I should say. My listenership goes through the states. I have listeners from the UK, from Ireland, from Kenya, different parts of Europe, people from Australia, Canada. So I'm targeting like North America, South America, Africa, Europe, and obviously the States. But it's so good to be here and to just 
talk and just to share my views on wellness and how to help us to become more conscious of how we lean into our own respective wellness journeys. I'm all about that. Just making conscious efforts to embrace wellness. What did I learn about myself this year? That's another question. That's a great question. One thing that I learned about myself this year is that one, I work a lot, but then two, what helps to recharge me is getting a massage, going out to get some good food, having good conversations with friends and family, traveling, um, self-care practices, just embracing self-care in small and big ways. That's what I've learned. Yes, I work a lot, but what helps to recharge me is my self-care practice. So that's what I enjoy. So I'll get that a lot. Like, Lindsay, man, it's hard to catch up with you. You're always working. But I try my best to work out. I try my best to make time for people. Um, but most importantly, take time for myself to recharge. So that, you know, I'll be able to give people a fresh Lindsay and serve from a, a overflow. So... That's a really great question. Another question is, what challenged you this year? What challenged you this year? One of the things that challenged me this year was just fighting back that fear of like starting back up my podcast. That was one of my biggest challenges, just figuring out what I wanted to talk about, who my audience was going to be. Um... You know, just not doing the same old, same old, what the next person is doing, but really tapping in, tapping into Lindsay and, you know, what I can bring to the table. So just challenging myself to think outside the box and to do what works, to not be afraid to try something new and to have fun. So that's something that challenged me. Um, one of my favorite books this year, which is another question, was Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo. So if you have read this book, if you don't know about this book, I would encourage you to go out and get this book. Um, I think it's a New York Times bestseller, but I stumbled upon it just randomly wanting to just read more and to like just challenge myself to work through some maybe product-based issues, maybe some workflow issues, maybe just, you know, stumbling upon just fears that I keep on circling back into. And just to hear Marie's take on how you can have the life you want to live full of enthusiasm where you can practice overcoming your fear, where you can practice having a list of things that you're wanting to attain and using a method where you can attain all of those things. Maybe it's a list of 10, but maybe try working at one. 
being intentional about that one, doing that one thing well, figuring out the ends and odds of what can help you take that one idea and turning it into something that can be income, whether it be an idea that leads you into some kind of maybe a degree, maybe an idea that can lead you into maybe writing and producing a work of art and just working through that and not being afraid to fail, but fail forward, figure it out. We figure out a lot of other things, but we have to talk ourselves into like letting us know that we got this. Like if we can figure out some of the most day-to-day challenges, we can figure out some things that may be bigger than us and it gives us principles And I'm not giving you too much because I want you to read the book, go out and seek it out, but of how to figure life out in meaningful ways. So whatever book you're reading, I hope you add that to your list so that you can figure out how to work through some life challenges, maybe some relationships, maybe work, whatever it is. I hope you get through it. Here's another question. What new things do you want to learn or do you want to try next year? So for me, I don't think like I have an issue with trying new things. I think I always embrace change. I think so. One thing that I want to try next year. So I want to try to read a little bit more read more like just for my own personal development because I read a lot for work I read a lot for school I read as much as I can for like my own personal reading but I want to challenge myself to really read a little bit more on things that like light reading Things that I'm really passionate about. Things that I can learn and grow from. And not so much it's work, but it's like for leisure. So that's one thing that I want to try next year is to increase my reading. Here's another question. I have three more questions for us. What's your intention for... The new year. So someone asked that question. What's your intention for the new year? My intention is simple. Um, You know, I don't have this big list of things to do. I mean, I have a list to do. But my intention for the year is just to cultivate joy. I recognize that in life, there are a lot of things that make me happy But I've learned that there are few things that I've wrapped my mind around that bring me joy. And for me, like, you know, I've spent a lot of time and energy on things that it can buy happiness. Like money, like people tell you money can't buy happiness. No, money can buy happiness. But when that money has spent on something that makes you happy and it's temporary, then you're going to constantly chase after that temporary thing. Because when you're without it, then it's like, 
the needle was like on that one thing. And it's like, you know, you fix your mind, your heart on that one thing when you don't have it anymore. Then it's like life as you know it can sometimes not be meaningful and enjoyable. So when I think about happiness, like it can be sometimes temporary. But joy is eternal. It's like even when you don't have that lavish vacation, when you don't have like maybe that money in that bank account when you're not in that relationship when you're not working that job when you're not driving that car living in that house or living in that city or whatever the case may be it's like how are you how 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 am i living am i still like the same person that walks around with a smile or do those things do they control who i become so one of the things that i love is that like i become very content in life like i feel like i'm blessed god has blessed me with great family amazing friends amazing relationships that i've cultivated he's blessed me with being in roles that I love and that helps me to become a better person. But without these things, I feel like without a job, I feel like I'm still blessed. Like I'm still blessed because like, I feel like God is the one that I like, I try to live for or without like having like letters behind my name like, I have a lot of credentials, but apart from those credentials, I feel like I'm still Lindsay. I mean, I, I respect, you know, the titles and all of that, but my joy is not rooted in a degree. I'm just grateful to be studying for the degree. <laughs> I'm just honored that they chose me amongst all other applicants to be a student. So I want to just cultivate that, like. I want to find joy in the small things. Walk in the worthiness of who God is creating. Not walk in a game of comparison. But walk with full joy. Fully. Every single day. I want to find new ways to bring out that inner child in me. So that I can nourish and nurture the relationships and connections that are in my life. I want to be able to incorporate mindfulness and gratitude and and do that on a routine. So that's my hope like that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm looking toward. That's what I'm wanting to cultivate like to welcome more peace, more love, compassion. In every small way, whether it's watching my niece grow, whether it's going to the market and just watching people and them shopping, whether it's me seeing a sunflower or watching the birds go from tree to tree. Those are symbols of, of joy and those can be symbols of gratitude that I want to continuously walk into. 
So, yep, that's my intention to cultivate joy in, in the new year. Another question that I have is, what is the number one thing that would have a positive impact on your life if you started doing it? This question says next year, but I'm going to go ahead and say today. So one thing that I believe would be a positive impact if I started it today I would say, hmm, consistently working out. And growing up, I spent a lot of time like in sports. My sport was tennis. Like everyone always thinks because of my height, I played basketball. There were seasons of my life where I played it. I did it in high school. I played intramural basketball in college and at my grad program. I played like softball. I run. Um, I do a lot of sports. I swim. Like any sport you give me, I think I can do it. But tennis was what I did well. So just keeping and maintaining those habits. I love getting on that court. And rallying, serving, volleying, all of that. But as an adult, adulting is like different. You know, you have to go to work and you don't have the free time as a kid. Where while someone is working to pay the bills, you're out there goofing off and lollygagging and doing what you want to do. So I'm the adult. I have to work. I have to pay the bills. I have to you know, make a living. So my time is, it's different versus being a youngster. I operated on a different time. You know, I went to school, went to practice, came back home, talked on the phone, um, you know, socialized and boom, went to bed, woke up, did it all over again. But as an adult, my time is, it's spread, you know, and I have to, I have to make good use of my time so sometimes working out can fall to the wayside but I believe that like my workouts like I've tried different plans I've done CrossFit I've done boxing um, I've done so many different workout programs I've done the ones where you stay at home and watch it on the television, I've done the the YouTube workouts. I've done it all, y'all. But I love to go into the gym. And I love to create my own workout. Like, I have this imagination. And I have, like, goals. Like, I know what I want to target. So I do cardio. And right now I'm into, like, you know, strength training, and since I've gone through so many workout programs, I've taken those principles and I just go in there, create my own. Like, you know, you go in there, you see all those machines and you know what works for you. So I know what has been working for me and it makes me happy to know I can go in there and run, go target these different muscle groups and then leave and feeling accomplished like I did that. So every day I want to do something for myself and... Just make it count and hit it hard. 
So yeah, working out can definitely make a positive impact because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel fulfilled, accomplished. It allows me to, you know, work out maybe like if I'm talking like, man, I don't want to be in the gym today. I can kind of use like, no, you you want to be in the gym because you want to be healthy. So positive self-talk. And I feel like when I'm my best self, when I am hitting it hard and taking care of myself and self-care, I can be my best, best self for others. So, yeah, like that's what I love. Putting that energy and being my best self so I can be my best self for others. So we made it. We made it to the last question. And I want to thank you all for submitting your questions. I want to thank you for taking the time out to listen to this year in review. The last question that I have here. This is a sweet question. This is a very, very sweet question. And this question says, what is the kindest thing you can do for yourself today? What is the kindest thing you can do for yourself today? Hmm. What a question. I think the kindest thing that I can do for myself today is and I'm going to just be transparent. I washed a ton of clothes. And I love to wash. But as you know, as an adult, sometimes the hardest thing to do is to fold the clothes. So I washed a ton of clothes. I think it was yesterday. And I hadn't gotten around to folding those clothes. So I'm going to be kind to myself. And I'm going to fold and hang. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do that. I'm going to fold and hang my clothes today. Um... Because I love that, you know, because I get to play my, my music. I get to open up the windows. I get to create my own system of how I'm going to divide and conquer this big task. And when I do that for myself, it makes me feel amazing. It makes me feel like going to the gym accomplished. So that is the kindest thing that I'm going to do for myself today I'm going to fold all of the clothes and I'm going to hang them up. And yeah, like I'm going to also go through my closet and do my end of the year donation. So I go through my closet several times a year and even throughout the house and the people at the donation sites, they know me because I'm off. I'm, I'm constantly wanting to declutter. I don't like clutter. I try to declutter because I'm always trying to make room for blessings, for new things to come. And I'm a firm believer. How can I invite new clothes in or new things in where there's so much clutter where I can't even put the new things to come? So when I declutter, it invites those new things in. Um, so I'm going to go through the closet and I'm going to go through some items that I haven't worn, some shoes. And maybe some other things around the house and out with the old and in with the new. So that's the kindest thing that I can do for myself today. I'm excited because it's just like it's a purging process. Just releasing some things that may not be any of use for me today. 
that may have just served its purpose and served its time. And now I can say thank you. You've served your purpose. You've served your time. Now I can give it away and move on to the next. So this is my season in review. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I want to thank you for being faithful supporters and listeners. Thank you for coming back each week for more and just anticipating what new information and content I would bring. I'm excited for what the year is about to bring. And I am looking with expectation for what God is going to do, not only for me, but for you as well. So see you next time. Talk to you later. Ciao. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the A Dosage of Lindsay podcast, home to conversations of the soul. I hope you enjoyed our time together. Drop your comments and feedback in the comment box below or send me an email to share your thoughts and your honest reactions. Remember, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. And make sure you follow me on social media, Twitter and Instagram at a dosage of Lindsay. If you want to email me, it's a dosage of Lindsay at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Ciao.